0: Hey everyone, I'm Blake Atwell, and welcome into the Blake Show Lakers Betting Podcast, the show on the Believe Podcast Network that covers all things Lakers with a blend of betting advice and analysis. Subscribe to the show on YouTube and drop a like on this video. Follow us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, and wherever else you get your podcasts by searching the Lake, the uh, Blake Show Lakers Betting Podcast. And one more thing, you can find articles about all things purple and gold on my Substack under Blake Atwell. Now. Let's talk some Lakers. Today's show is the first of a new series on the channel where I'm going to be taking a look at where members of the Lakers stand in the odds for player and coach awards on FanDuel. The future that we are going to focus on today is MVP. Anthony Davis, first Lakers star, currently has the 11th best odds for MVP at plus 2,900. LeBron James is in 16th place He's got plus 5,000 odds and for no bigger reason than health, this is a category that I would stay away from in terms of the Laker players that are on here. And I have no doubt that in either of the two, you know, Lakers stars cases that of course they have the ability to play at an MVP level for an entire regular season. If, the Lakers motives weren't to win the title, then, you know, maybe we would be having a different conversation, but knowing that health and durability and just the ability to play all of those games in the playoffs and be the first team to get to 16 wins is the Lakers goal. I don't think that Anthony Davis or LeBron is in a position to win MVP could you paint a case I think for Anthony Davis I think you could and we'll get to that in just a little bit but I want to start with LeBron here and when we look at LeBron last season the tragic part about it was you if you're the Lakers got another fantastic season out of this guy who just defies father time and takes care of his body like no other player ever has in NBA history, put up, you know, 30 points in his last game of the playoffs. Like he just defies father time in this season where he passes Kareem Abdul Jabbar to be the NBA's all-time leading scorer. And because of the roster that the Lakers had to start season and because they started to intend with that roster, LeBron had to put his foot on the gas the whole second half of the season to the point where at one point he couldn't even walk anymore. So he couldn't play. And then of course the Lakers role players that were on the team last year did their jobs well enough to keep the team above water. So that when LeBron came back from his injury in the second half of the season, he was able to, um, you know, edge the Lakers into that seven seed. And then of course to the Western conference finals, but Sort of just going off of recent history and what we saw last year, that's what the Lakers are looking at here. So you have to imagine that L.A. is really going to manage him, manage him uh, closely this season in terms of his load, in terms of how many games he's playing, You know whether he's dealing with nagging injuries or not. And another thing to look at here is it's going to be Darvin Ham's second year, and that familiarity I think is definitely going to help you see that in the NBA all the time where especially with star players, like they just need to become familiar with the coach. Coach needs to become familiar with the player and sort of know how far they can push him. Um, And of course, LeBron at his stature and his career, you know, is going to do what he wants to do. But I think that, you know, his mindset of course, is in the best interest of the team. He's playing at this point in his career for the love of the game, I'm sure. And then of course to win championships and the Lakers roster is capable of doing that this next season. And that's the next thing I want to talk about here. It's just how much better the roster is this season as compared to last season. I mean, we talked a lot about that on our last show where we talked about the over-under on the Lakers win total for the regular season, which is 47 and a half wins. Um, But, you know, I don't see, with the Lakers' improved roster, LeBron being in a position in 2023-2024, where he's going to have to play that hard and that well for that long of a stretch just to get the Lakers like in the playoffs. I think that this Laker team is deep enough and good enough, and you're also relying on the progression of guys like Austin Reeves to get even better, and Rui Hachimura, of course, and Vanderbilt to do his thing, and then the new signings come in and do well, and then even a guy like Max Christie to be consistent and play, be able to play at the NBA level at the backup two spot which after what we saw in the summer league seems totally feasible. You have all that. I mean, I think this Laker team, as I talked about in the last show, is going to win 50 games. And I think that that's going to be the case, even if, you know, LeBron and AD, they both played over 50 games last season. They were in the mid fifties and I would expect Anthony Davis, you know, hopefully he'll play a little more than that. We'll get to him more in a second though. LeBron, you know, we'll see, maybe he doesn't play as much in this regular season to just load manage for the playoffs Um, but you know, when you're looking at, at at sort of just the way that the roster is constructed and what LeBron James is capable of in the playoffs, like he's key. I think he can still be the top option or maybe the one B to Anthony Davis's one. A, if things really go right for the Lakers this season on a championship winning team. So when you're looking at LeBron, you know, I don't think that. Let me clarify when I talk about load management. I don't think it's going to be a Clippers thing where, like, the guy, the, the stars haven't played with like that year's roster barely at all, and they get to the playoffs and they can't get out the second round because they have no continuity. Like, I don't really think that that is going to be what happens. I think that he will play enough to have a good feel. But, you know, the Lakers have to hope that win total wise there and standings wise, they're in a good enough shape as the season winds down to where maybe LeBron gets to sit a lot of those games that he was playing in last year, trying to get the Lakers just in the playoffs. Um, and again, you know, looking at, at the load management thing, continuity is just as important as health in the playoffs. We saw that with the Denver Nuggets and how they steamrolled through the whole, you know, Western conference. And then the Miami Heat, in the finals to win the championship. And we'll talk more about, you know, sort of MVP race wise, what happened there with Embiid and Jokic. Cause I think that um, that, that, pertains more to Anthony Davis's case here than LeBron. Um, you know, LeBron he's he's so good and the Lakers they they relied on him just a little too much last year in the regular season and he literally played until he couldn't. Um, so again, I don't see that happening this season and, you know, as well as he played getting the Lakers to the 7th seed, which was great considering they started the season 2 and 10 like You know, he wasn't in the MVP conversation, obviously. And I just think as good as he is, even if the Lakers are a 50 win team and he plays again, if he plays 55 games or a little more than that, let's call it 60, which would be fantastic. I think I don't think it's going to be enough for him to be firmly into that MVP conversation. And, you know, we're looking at this from an odds perspective and, you know, you look at LeBron James and plus 5,000 odds and you may be like, all right, like that you know, maybe I'll put some on that and I just would not do that. That's just my two cents here on the show. I wouldn't go that route because I just don't think he has a realistic shot to win it. Not because of really anything that has to do with like his ability, but more because of what the team goals are. And because of what we saw last season where he pushed himself so hard and then dealt with nagging injuries into the playoffs. And that clearly, even though he was still great, clearly hampered him and the Lakers down the stretch. Onto to Anthony Davis who played definitely at an MVP level for stretches. And that's the key word there is, is stretches of last season, but could never string together a consistent stretch of dominant play really until the playoffs. And of course this has been the topic of conversation across the league and with Laker fans ever since that bubble where he was instrumental in the Lakers winning that title. Um, and, you know, AD was really, really good in the playoffs. His defense was unbelievable. But he still had, like I'm thinking of the Memphis Grizzlies series off the top of my head, whereas one game he was fantastic. The next game, you know, he just wasn't as, like, assertive. It's not even about, like, hitting your shots. And, you know, I think sometimes that can get misconstrued. Is like with basketball, is like you can't control whether or not the ball goes in. And that's the best players in the world. They can't control that. But you can control – if you're a guy at Anthony Davis's level, is how assertive are you? How, you know, dominant, how much of a presence are you on the floor? And we see, and and we saw for most of the playoffs, you know, how good Anthony Davis can be when he has that presence and he has that dominance to him and just that assertiveness and that aggression on both ends of the floor. Um, So you're taking all this into consideration as you look, to the MVP odds board for this upcoming season. And we see he's in 11th place, as we said at the top of the show. He's plus 2,900 for MVP. And I said this a little earlier, I can see a scenario where Anthony Davis could either win or be in contention for the award in 2024. But I think a lot of things would have to go perfect. The first thing is he puts together the healthiest season of his career, which knock on wood, I just knocked on my desk in case you can't hear that through the mic. (laughs) But, uh, you know, that's that's the first thing you would need. Of course you would need him. He's going to have to play more than 50 plus games going to have to be, you know, probably I would say in like the seventies range. And I just don't know if that's, what's best for him, even and the Lakers, even if he is playing that well. And then you need the Lakers to win 50 plus games, which I think is a lot more likely, um, you know, and then the last thing is, is like the narrative. And this is the stupid part about the MVP award is it's like, think I think it's more about like narratives than it is about like what's actually happening on the floor and the narrative around Anthony Davis to win the award would have to be like he's he's number one and LeBron is number two now like the Lakers are 50 plus win team they're a top three seed in the west Anthony Davis is healthy he's playing dominant he's not you know lacking aggression he's just killing it every time he's on the floor he's in contention for defensive player of the year like that's what the Lakers need and I just think that you know, all of that together, I think is a little too much to ask, especially when you're putting your own money on this and you're looking at odds that are so big and plus 2,900 here, you know, you, you could go for it. Cause again, I do think with LeBron, I don't think LeBron is worth it at plus 5,000 or any number. Cause I just don't think there's a world where LeBron, because of what's best for the Lakers, where LeBron is going to be able to win the MVP next season. Anthony Davis, is there a world Yes, but it's like the Doctor Strange in Infinity War where it's like, you know, one in uh, one in a million or whatever it was, whatever, you know, 14 bajillion, or whatever he said in that movie. Like, <laughs> that's literally like what it is, I think, with AD. So you have to take that into consideration. If you want to put a flyer on that, you know, be my guest. It could happen. But I just think all of those things I talked about, the health, um, the winning, I think, is a lot more likely. But then the narrative around the Lakers needing to be the Anthony Davis is like the best player. And even if all those things go well, you still got to deal with Jokic, right? You still got to deal with MB with Giannis, with Jason Tatum, with Shea Gilgis, Alexander, like these other guys that, um, don't have the same sort of like baggage to them narrative wise, which again, I don't, I don't really like this, you know, that, that it's so narrative based, but like, Anthony Davis has this narrative now around him ever since the bubble where it's like, can't stay healthy and, you know, has trouble um, being consistently dominant on the floor for multiple games at a time. So those are all things that you got to take into consideration. But I think the biggest reason, right, let's say that um, Anthony Davis has his healthiest season yet. Lakers are a 50 plus win team. The narrative is that AD is number one and LeBron is number two. AD is 1A, LeBron is 1B, right? And AD has taken that mantle as a franchise's number one option. Even if all those things are happening, I still don't think that the Lakers would even play him enough down the stretch of the season in terms of managing his load into the playoffs um, because, you know, the Lakers only shot at winning the title, as everybody knows, Laker fans, other teams' fans, you know, people in the league – Lakers as deep as their roster is now and as good as it is on the wing specifically in their guard rotation, like all of this rests on how good is LeBron? How good is AD? Are they consistently dominant and are they available? That's the priority. So I do think, you know, there will be a higher probability of Anthony Davis here. I could see him, you know, sort of taking that, play that he took from the playoffs and being more consistent into the season. And if he does that, I mean, and the Lakers are, are really good. He could finish near the top of the leaderboard, but I just think you're going to have other guys, whether it be Tatum or SGA or Jokic or Embiid that, you know, are going to play more games than him and that, you know, are going to maybe, you know, really play maybe for the award down the stretch of the season. I think we saw that with Joel Embiid this past season, whereas like Anthony Davis, who's won a title, he didn't care about MVP. Like he's trying to, you know, win the title. And speaking of Embiid and Jokic, I want to talk about that a little bit. Because so last season, as things started winding down, the Nuggets definitely took their foot off the pedal a little bit to rest for the playoffs. And on this show last season, when I covered the whole NBA, I talked about why I thought when nobody was picking Joel Embiid and his odds were still really good, why I was picking Joel Embiid to win MVP. And what I said was, is that it was very clear as somebody who loves to watch a game of basketball, that not just Jokic, but the whole Denver Nuggets team, they didn't give a crap (laughs) about those last couple, you know, weeks of the regular season. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid was playing out of his mind, playing, Balls to the wall every single time he stepped on the floor. And the Sixers were a team, unlike the Nuggets who were in the first seed and were going to be the first seed, the Sixers were a team that had to compete to the last day of the regular season to finish where they finished in terms of being, you know, high up in the Eastern Conference. So honestly, I could see something similar happening in Anthony Davis this season, where let's, let's, let's say that the Lakers just Blow people away and they win 60 games, 60 plus you know, 60 plus games. Let's say that like their depth is great. The signings work out. Jackson Hayes is great in his role. Torian Prince is a really good three and D guy. Cam Reddish works on the Lakers and just gives them unbelievable depth at the wing. They're able to bring in another big guy. Um, you know, the guard rotation works out between D and Gabe Vincent and Austin Reeves. Like, all those things happen, right? Again, Lakers are trying to win a championship this could be the last year of LeBron in LA and you know, with Bronny potentially coming into the league or or what have you. So um, the Lakers know that like, they're going to try to win a title this season with LeBron and AD. So that is the priority. And I don't think that the MVP, you know, unless things were to break perfectly, right. Which again, I see that one, that one chance (laughs) in the multiverse that maybe Anthony Davis wins MVP next season. But, you know, I don't know that winning it is, is of high likelihood. So we'll keep an eye on the leaderboard as the season tips off in a few months here and then progresses. But I'm not entering the season expecting 80 or LeBron win MVP in 2024 as the Lakers pursue something much bigger. That'll do it for today's MVP odd show. Stay tuned for the next episode in this future series I'm going to be doing. And in the next episode, we're going to look at the Defensive Player of the Year leaderboard on the odds market right now on FanDuel and sort of where Anthony Davis stands on that. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the Blake Show Lakers Betting Podcast. Please subscribe and like our videos on YouTube by searching the Blake Show Lakers Betting Podcast and follow along wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. You can also subscribe to my Substack for Lakers written articles. I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.